This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast, everybody. It is Thursday, April 28th, 2022. Yes, a day late. I apologize for getting this out to you guys a little bit later than normal. I you know, put a different show in this place yesterday. So let's get into it. I'm not going to waste your time. Let's get to our first patron and get his thoughts to uh, Kyle. Let's go to Kyle and see what he's got to say this week. Kyle writes in and he says, greetings from Detroit. Kyle here with just a few questions and then a statement. First, do you think that Adam Pierce will put Sonya Deville's job uh, as an official sometime soon? If you look at Adam's Twitter account, he has posted a picture of Sonya slapping Zelina and Carmella backstage with a quote saying, noted, maybe Pierce makes her fight one of them for her job. If not, who could it be? By the way, why are they still together backstage? Quite confusing. Well, yeah, I, I don't. That, that's kind of what I've alluded to of my thoughts in, in terms of the prediction for Sonya Deville's fate, which should have been. I've said this how many times, like th- this should have been addressed a day one from upper management. Upper management has been extremely negligent. And until someone actually says anything, they just have been turning a blind eye, which is amazing for a year and a half, however long it's been. But I think, yeah, Adam Pierce is going to put her job on the line. The board is going to reach a decision. And if she can, I don't know if she loses the match at the uh, next event of WrestleMania backlash, she will lose her position as a WWE official. That's what I think is going to happen, and I don't know who else is who's going to face her. I don't see Zelina or Carmella being the ones to actually take her job from her. It could be Bianca Belair, perhaps. We'll have to see. I would think Bianca Belair, given that we're so close to the event, would be the one to do it. Second, I feel very strongly that the Usos are taking the titles at Backlash. RK Bro has been winning the matches thus far, which usually means it'll go the other way at the Pluh. P-L-E, not P-L-U-H there, Kyle. So it's the play. We call it the play. That's a really catchy acronym, isn't it, for the premium live event? Do you think there is any chance RK-Bro wins? I mean, they surprised us at WrestleMania. I, I would say there's a there's a chance, yeah. They surprised a lot of us at WrestleMania, including myself, who were completely wrong, thinking that RK-Bro was going to start their descent and, and their de- disintegration at WrestleMania. We were wrong. Now we have WrestleMania Backlash, and I think it only makes sense that the Usos win. It would bring more gold to the bloodline, continue to solidify that group, and uh, I do not believe that RK-Bro is going to win. So, yeah, I I do also think that you're right. The logic of having them continually win the matches that are put in front of them on the the shows leading up to the pay-per-view or leading up to the the premium live event, it also does point in the direction of RK-Bro losing. Totally with you on that. And finally, this is a message to Mr. Dennis McGinley, or as I like to call you, Mrs. Denise McGinley. Ain't nobody bowing to you, especially me. Oh, boy, here we go. Especially me, the genesis of champions. You have to earn respect if you want it. The only thing you've earned for me is a loud sigh every time I hear you try to give a promo. And I wouldn't put you on my trash list. I wouldn't even put you on my tr- in my trash can outside. I'd be too embarrassed for, for the neighbors to see me throwing you out. 
No one is here willing to stand up to you bullies but like you, but I am. I will stand up and you will sit your ass down. Believe it. For I am the genesis of champions of all championships originate from me. Your title run will soon be a barren wasteland, and maybe this is the first time you are meeting the genesis, but this is also the last time you are meeting the meeting your end. Wow. I have so many rivalries going on on this show. I've actually lost track of who's who's battling who. I would love to somehow referee, like do a guest referee in a WWE 2K22 online and uh, have you guys battle it out. I would love it. I have to say. I would love that. Um, but, uh, well, thank you so much there, Kyle. appreciate the comments. And uh, let's get to our next patron. You think you know me? And that is none other than Mr. Dennis McGinley. And he writes in and says, Hey, Matt, I am the best, the greatest, and the number one heel of this show. Everyone is going to bow to the master of the overrated Patreon of this podcast. Well, gee, hey, wait a minute. Can't attack the host. I'm the creator. This is, I don't think we're overrated. All right. All right. Well, I'm being a big baby. Uh, for all you dumb nuts who freaking forgot, I am Mr. Dennis McGinley. So last week, for all you dumb nuts, I love that phrase. I said that last week. It's hilarious. I gave an open challenge for a street fight. All you've done, dumb nuts had to do is walk out of your crazy dumb nut locker and find me. Apparently, you dumb nut, yes, that's what I'm going to call all of you. You can't walk either now. I find I continue to wait for one of you dumb numbskulls to have that fight with no pads. So for Detroit Kyle... I will be up for the battle for the best words or whatever I have to do to beat you. You're going to be the cause of something I do to you. You don't know it is even coming. Get ready to come to grade school. Then, Kyle, you will have no other choice but to bow to the master. Master heel. Ha ha. Um, talk, all with you, talk with all of you numbskulls next week or even better. Discord chat. You, Pebble and DJ, and any others that think they should have the saying, bow to the master, you're wrong. I hate the bloodline and the 24-7 thing. Boss man, Matt, I'll talk to you next week. Well, there you have it, everybody. Dennis McGinley throwing down the gauntlet, throwing down the challenge. I'm telling you, this this is becoming a very violent and uh, unsafe mailbag. It's, it's, just, it's becoming crazy, right? All right. Let's jump to uh, a few more of the patron emails, which, by the way, that's a... Great segue for me to tell you that if you want to get priority placement in the show, go to Patreon. That's one of the other great benefits on top of hundreds of ad-free shows is that you get priority placement, meaning the beginning of the show, you get your emails read. So also next week, given that it's a pay-per-view week or I'll never get pay-per-view still just rolls off the tongue, but Mr. And Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan are back next week because it's a premium live event week. So don't forget about that. Next uh, next Wednesday night. All right. So let's continue on and uh, let's get to Grace. Let's see what Grace has to say. It's always interesting to hear from Grace. She's a lot of fun, too, because we did a couple of shows together and we'll have to have her back soon. She says, hello, Matt and WWE podcast listeners. 
I had to take a momentary break from Discord and the mailbag due to a very busy schedule, but now I'm happy to be writing into the mailbag once again. First things first. This Raw felt more like a Raw after Mania than the actual Raw after Mania. Love the Oscar return and the Mustafa Ali return. This new Becky Oscar feud is exactly what the women's division needed. This will be an amazing non-title feud that was heavily needed, and hopefully this particular feud will spark more to come for other women on the roster. I would particularly like to see Asuka as a heel and not a babyface because when she was active, I think she was better as a heel than she was in the Kabuki Warriors. But for the time being, I'm just glad she's back. Yeah, look, it's a great injection of, of talent to, to the roster. I mean, it's, it's great. And another reason why we don't need Ronda Rousey. I know she's on the other brand, but essentially the brand split's dead anyway. So, yeah, I mean... Asuka's such a good talent. She's got a bizarre entrance. And I mean bizarre as if, as in like, it. I don't know what it really means. It's as if WWE Creative just kind of came up with a cartoon. And then Asuka's like, ooh, I want to do that. I do that. I do that. And that's all. That That's as far as it went, right? And, but it works. I mean, she is a very flamboyant, cartoonish facial expression type of wrestler. And it works for her, and she's endearing in kind of a strange way. And and now I'm talking about her character, right? In the ring, of course, she's just she's world class. But her character, I've never really understood. And I'd like her to, and I will continue to say this, expand her knowledge of the English language. I mean, why would you not want to be able to further communicate or better communicate with the audience that you're performing in front of? I think Shinsuke could also learn this as well. And look, they came from a different country, different language. They grew up, I understand that, with a different set of um, of, of norms. I, I understand that. But look, if you want to maximize your potential, I think it would benefit you. And I mean you as in the, those that cannot speak English fluently or even passib- uh, passively. Is that a word? Because you are missing out on your... You're communicating with your audience. And I understand, well, there's, there's more than one way to communicate. It's through body language. Yeah, that can only take you so far. You can't cut an entire promo just using your eyebrows and your weird facial expressions that Asuka does or jumping around and dancing around that no one has any idea what she's doing. Okay, I know that a lot of people are probably going to hammer me for this, but I, I actually was a bit disappointed in her return. Not, not, that it's, not that it's not great seeing her back. It is. But in kind of just dis disheartening to see that she's exactly the same and that she is the exact same it seems anyway at the same level she always has been in terms of her english competency competency hilarious that i messed that word up huh but she's got she's a bunch of screaming at her promo like she starts out screaming and everyone just kind of cheers or just goes huh and we all just let it go and then the only phrase we all know is and that's the only phrase apparently that she knows is you're not ready for Asuka, and that's it. Even though it doesn't make any sense half the time she says it, like the placement of it is always awkward. It's it, it, To me, it's a massively missed opportunity, and I think it's going to ultimately hurt her maximum potential, and it, and it has so far. Asuka is still one of the best that, she, that, that WWE has to offer, but could she be even better? The answer is yes. I have a big, big problem with uh, talent who just don't want to um, and I'm assuming it's a not want to expand their competency in the English language to communicate with the audience that you are com- that are, you're performing in front of. That's your that's your audience that's going to make you money and line your pockets. 
It behooves you. So I just have a big problem with it. I, I know that oh, English isn't the official language of the United States. I don't care. I'm not getting into any of that. The fact of the matter is the large majority of those that watch WWE, the large majority, especially, obviously, in, the, in North America, are English-speaking. And if you don't know how to communicate with your English... Okay, I think I made my point. See, I go in circles and I caught myself. See, Grace, you're throwing me on a tantrum. I feel like a child. All right. Yeah, so your second part here, you say, Also, I think, I predict, there will be a Theory versus John Cena match. There have been rumors about John Cena returning this summer, and there have been a lot of comparison between Theory and Cena, which I think are BS, but I personally think that this will be a good rivalry. Theory has been mentioning Cena lately, so uh, and Cena has replied, too. So maybe we see a John Cena versus Theory at SummerSlam. Then at some point, John Cena needs to win the IC Championship so he can finally have be a Grand Slam champion. That's it for now. Let me know what you think, Grace. Yeah, so I have also heard rumors... Not of this actual match between Theory and Cena. I must have missed the boat on that. But uh, that Vince has really taken a liking to Theory. And that's not just on air. That's behind the scenes as well. And that he is viewing Theory as John Cena 2.0. That's how he's viewing it. Now, if that was actually verbalized by Vince, I think that's a bad job out of Vince. I don't like when somebody says, oh, that's the next Shawn Michaels, that's the next Undertaker, that's the next Triple H, that's the next Stone Cold, that's the next... No, no, no. Why? Because you are, number one, setting an unrealistic expectation that they should now be and do and look and feel exactly like the person that you're comparing them to because you're saying they're version two. And it also waters down their own identity of being whoever they want to be in a wrestling character. I never liked that comparison between Ziggler and Michaels. I think Dolph Ziggler, I mean, he has known about it. He even brought it on air. He adopted the sweet chin music almost out of irony and kind of just trolling people to say, okay, you want you guys say I'm Shawn Michaels. You remind me of Shawn Michaels. Then I'll be Shawn Michaels. Right. I think that's what that pushed him to do. And. I just don't like when people say anybody and if Vince said this about theory, that's a bad job. If Vince said that, I just have I've seen it around the horn over the last several um, uh, days on the newswire. And if that's true, then that's a that's a bad job out of Vince because you, you never want to say that you could say, I hope they become as successful as X person, X wrestler. But you don't want to say they're the next version of that person because you are completely undermining them right from the get go that you need that it automatically boom compares in your mind that legend to that person that you're seeing and going, hmm, yeah, I don't know if they can stack up. It's not it's not a fair way to start off your career. So I don't want to look at theory as version two of John Cena. I don't. Because it feels like a knockoff, an inauthentic kind of cheap version of that person. And you don't want that. I never liked that. One of the more cheesy promos from Roman Reigns that I remember that um, that I think it was, was it during John? I think it might have been during the very painful John Cena, Roman Reigns uh, program that happened. Not this past year, but when Roman Reigns was a babyface. And it happened at No Mercy in 20, oh, good help, God help me, 2017, 18, somewhere around there. And uh, we had, it might have been even earlier than that. I don't know why I can't remember what year it was. COVID just has a black hole of two years for me. But during that promo, 
I remember Roman Reigns saying, why would I want to be the next John Cena when I can be the one and only Roman Reigns? I mean, that's such a, just so, it's so cheesy. It's such a scripted lie. It makes me want to vomit, but there's truth in that in a different context, uh, meaning behind the scenes in reality. Like, I don't want anyone to be the next version of anybody. Does that make sense? Just, I hope you guys understand that. I, Maybe I'm just rolling in circles, and I've caught myself, and here we go. But as far as that, that John Cena theory match, I'm fine with it. I just don't want the narrative in that match to be, if it happens, that theory is being compared to John Cena the entire time. Because then it's all, all about John Cena, and it's not about theory, which is the star you're trying to build. So I really hope if they do it, that the narrative is to help elevate theory. John Cena is more than a made man. He's got nothing left to prove. And he win, if he wins or doesn't win the IC title at some point, it's not going to hurt or help his career, honestly. It would just be another line to his already stacked resume. That's not not a make or break. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the best of all time. Might be the best on the mic of all time. I'd love to see. Imagine this, guys. Imagine this. This is something for everyone to chew on. Imagine MJF comes to WWE in January of 2024. MJF has made it ex abundantly clear that his contract expires with AEW on January 1st, 2024. And we can have the debate whether or not you think he'd come over or whether it's good for him or you think Vince would destroy him. I mean, I've heard it all, right? But imagine if MJF is allowed to be MJF against John Cena on the mic. Think about that in, in 18 months. Just imagine MJF versus John Cena on the microphone. How awesome. I mean, I get chills thinking about it. Not even the match itself. The match itself would be fine. You could tell a good story in the matchup and all that. It would be the verbal exchange. Much like John Cena, or rather uh, CM Punk and MJF and, and AEW, their match, the dog collar match they had was very good, bloody, gory, all that, and it was a good story. But what to me really sold it were the promos. And I think that if John Cena and MJF came face to face, Vince, honestly, if I were Vince, I would pay whatever he wants to have him come here. But with the condition that you don't WWE eyes him, you let him be exactly who he was in AEW. Now, that's, of course, almost impossible for Vince McMahon to do. But if it is possible and Vince just says, all right, you were very successful in AEW. That's why people that's why you were so successful is because of who you are. Let's just bring you in as that. And let you be that. I, I think it would be great. And if Cody Rhodes is still hanging around, they'd eventually have an interaction. I mean, MJF to WWE, I don't care how many zeros you have to put on that paycheck, on that contract. If I were Vince, I would put as many zeros as, as is needed to keep MJF or bring him over to WWE on January 1st, 2024. I mean, I, I feel like I'm going on a, a whole tangent about that, but... Uh, many of you don't believe he's the best. Not many of you. Some of you I've talked to don't believe that he's worth that kind of money or that he WWE would destroy him or hamstring him on the microphone or whatever. The fact of the matter is, look, I love AEW, but WWE is still a bigger platform, bigger audience still. I mean, I, ho I wish all the success in the world to AEW. In fact, I hope that they become competitive with AEW in the ratings or WWE in the ratings. But OK, let's move on. Thank you, Grace. And let's get to our next email here. And that is, let's see here. Let's get to DJ Kuzmo, another uh, longtime listener and uh, patron of the fam here. And he writes in and says, this is DJ Kuzmo back at it again in your mailbag show with another brief, very brief email that I will try to be brief, but most likely may not be brief. Well, 
DJ, I got to say, you're not starting out very well, okay? <laughs> you spent an entire paragraph telling me how brief you're going to be, and then you said you may not be brief, kind of counterintuitive. However, here we go. <laughs> All right. Champa, Champa, Champa. Who is Champa? In breaking news, breaking news. Once again, Vincent Creative chops off another full name from a wrestler, formerly known as Tommaso Champa. He will now be known as Champa. And there we go again. Vincent Creative insulting our intelligence again. And for those who watched NXT, we remembered that Tommaso Champa, or Champa, depending on how you pronounce it, was once one of the four pillars of the old school NXT black and gold brand. From a 2019 article mentioned, Champa did say that he has no intentions of joining the main roster. Now let's fast forward to February 2022 when Champa was featured on Raw while still being a part of NXT 2.0 and matches and feuds with Ziggler and Robert Root. Then after losing to Tony D'Angelo on the NXT Stand and Deliver PLE uh, on WrestleMania weekend, Champa moved up to the main roster the following week on April 11th on Monday Night Raw. On that same night, Ciampa was about to be interviewed backstage when he was interrupted by Ezekiel, Elias, uh, welcoming him to Monday Night Raw. Then Kevin Owens interrupted Ezekiel and Elias, same, uh, they're one of the same folks as we all know, to expose the fraud of Ezekiel. The Ciampa sizes up the situation, agrees by saying that he is Ezekiel, Elias, uh, younger, he, that is Ezekiel, Elias' younger brother. I was absolutely livid, livid of how creative introduces Ciampa to Monday Night Raw in this absolute nonsensical crap. There wasn't any vign uh, vignettes for Ciampa, which I don't understand why, because they could have reintroduced him to the Monday Night Raw audience, especially to those that haven't seen him on NXT or don't watch NXT. Then after taking a week off for whatever creative BS reason, Ciampa shows up and uh, in this week's Raw and attacks a returning Mustafa Ali. Wait, what? Champa attacks Babyface Ali? What the f? What in the is the rhyme or reason for this sudden heel turn? And why attack Ali? Doesn't make sense because so far Champa's appearance on Raw has been ho hum, and we don't know who he is. We don't know what he's about. We don't know who he's rhyme or reason is for the heel turn. WWE creative does this every single time with the start, typical start and stop BS. From mostly the mid to lower card of the main roster with no investment or long-term character development, Ciampa hasn't even had an official debut match or even cut at least a five-minute promo. So with that being said, at this long rant, the question still remains, who is Ciampa? Well, it's hilarious in a sad way that Ciampa is now, his fears have are being realized on the main roster right off the bat because he, while he, he said he had no interest coming to the main roster, and why do you think that is? The answer we all know is that they mishandle a lot of NXT call-ups. Many of them have been pink slipped, right? How many how many of them have been pink slipped over the years? WWE or Vince gets a hold of them on the main roster, doesn't know what the hell to do with them, doesn't have a long-term plan at all. Uh like you said, start stops. And it doesn't do anybody any favors. Ciampa is the latest victim here of an, just a complete lack of story attacking Ali. And there's just there's, there's really nothing. If you didn't watch NXT, you have no clue who this person is. None. You have no idea. And you have to go with that, that assumption because NXT ratings are about half of Monday Night Raw. So a good chunk of your audience watching Raw has no clue who these people are. So wouldn't it behoove you and the audience and the storytelling in general to tell them 
who this guy is that they probably haven't seen? Or like you said, run vignettes? I mean, they don't always have to run vignettes for everybody coming up. It's it, I think it's a good formula, but it doesn't have to be an every-time formula. And they could still do packages for Raw. I mean, like... They could still, even though he's already quote unquote debuted to the main roster, they could still do packages next week or the week after and continue to just tell you who he is and see backstage interviews and his sit down interview piece by piece every week. Why not educate everybody? That's a great way to do it. Just because he's debuted doesn't mean you can't still run video packages to educate people. So that's what I would do. Ronda Rousey, very brief with this one. I can't wait for WrestleMania backlash to come by. Uh, come quickly so that we can hopefully say bye-bye to Ronda after losing again to Charlotte because this has been one of the most underwhelming returns in recent history. Babyface Ronda is forced, and I've had enough with this failed experiment. Goodbye, good riddance to Ronda. Uh, DJ, I have a very sneaking suspicion, a sinking feeling that we're going to see Ronda stick around. In fact, I think she's going to win at Backlash. You can't bring Ronda Rousey back just to lose and then lose again. I, I don't think that's what they have in mind. I do believe Charlotte is going to be the one to drop the belt to Ronda, and then Charlotte's going to go feud with a a returning Lacey Evans. That's my thought. So get ready for more Ronda, DJ. That's my thought anyway. Sonya, I'm going on another rant here. Oh, boy. Because I am sick and tired of Sonya Deville being an official while at the same time competing in the ring. And then she wants to restart the match and, quote, make life harder for Bianca. Her stint as a WWE official is long overdue to come to an end. I don't understand why Adam Pierce or management, upper management, could have released, couldn't have released Sonya from her duties as an official. There was an opportunity for Sonya to lose her job role if there, if there was a stipulation in her match with Naomi a couple of months ago, but nothing, absolutely nothing, came of it. What the f, WWE? It's time for Sonya to be released from being an official and return back to full-time in-ring wrestling. She has overstayed her welcome as an official. It's time to say goodbye and good riddance to Sonya's current role as an official because all the power that she's wielding is going to her head, making her ego as inflated as hot air, as a hot air balloon. And maybe, just maybe, when Sonya gets fired, Drew Gulak can receive the new role, but for now, it's just a pipe dream. To, um, so, okay, uh, before we get to your final point, DJ, yeah, I mean, I've been saying this for weeks now. It's more than that, that it doesn't make any sense that you know, upper management hasn't done anything about her like at all. I mean, why does it, why does a, why is it the responsibility of the wrestlers to try to take her out of power? Shouldn't the, the boss or bosses above Sonya be the ones to, you know, evaluate the performance of their subordinates? I mean, again, the board of directors, why are they an absentee board of directors? Where's Vince? Why is nobody saying anything, complaining? I mean, yeah, there's an investigation, quote unquote, but then she slaps two wrestlers this week of of Carmella and Naomi or uh, Carmella and Zelina Vega and nothing is done. And then she says, well, I'm an official. Well, wait a minute. What about self-defense? What about physical, physical provocation? Why? I mean, there's just no logic to this. I mean, even Eric Bischoff, who was one of the best heel uh, raw commissioners or, or GMs of all time, he didn't abuse it this bad, or at least this egregiously to the point where it's like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. How does this make sense from any perspective? Okay, but let's move on and end it on a high note. The women's division with the return of Oscar on Raw and the upcoming in return in ring returns of Bailey and Lacey Evans, the women's division on the main roster will finally be fully stacked since before the COVID era. We've got Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, Naomi, and Bianca 
at the top of their game. Then you have Asuka returning, a returning Bailey, Lacey, Rhea, Liv, Natalia, Carmella, Zelina, Tamina. I feel like I'm rhyming here. Am I doing like a rap? Am I being like, am I being punked out right now? Dana, Sonya, Shayna, Zia Lee. Yeah, what's with the heel turn? Well, she's only protecting herself, DJ, because she did such a great job protecting everybody else. Um, I mean, she did her her, her hayas and her lightning um, strikes that she was able to you know, produce with her hands and her entrances. Um, she learned a lot of that from uh, from uh, Johnny Cage and uh, Kung Lao and uh, Sub-Zero. Maybe she'll be able to freeze her opponents next week or something. Uh, if you guys didn't understand those references, then we probably weren't uh, friends in the uh, late 90s. Okay, uh, let's see. Also, oh, wait a minute. Aaliyah, I wasn't done yet. Raquel, Nikki, T-R-A-S-H. Ooh, I like that. Dewdrop, where is she? Alexa, who is probably on her way out. And also, WWE has a deep women's division on of talented wrestlers on NXT 2.0 that could be featured in dark matches, backstage segments, Royal Rumble spots, or main roster debuts. The future is promising for the entire women's division of the WWE, and hopefully they could bring back the women's evolution premium live event. I hope they do. I don't know why they never brought back the women's. Honestly, that was, I remember watching that and I, I was just so impressed with the women that the, of the entire pay-per-view, it was amazing. It was probably from a wrestling perspective that one of the best pay-per-views of the year it was so successful. I don't know why they didn't bring it back. Why, I don't understand it. Why was that a one-off? It didn't make sense. Um, I didn't like how Stephanie had to be the center of everything where they all come out like community theater and take a bow at the end. That was that was effing stupid. And it made it was just it completely like undermined everything that they just accomplished by it's like if you go to like any kind of play, right? You got I mean any play. You go to Shakespeare, you go to Lion King, you wherever in your local community theater and you know, at the end, all the performers come back out for one last bow. I mean, that's what they did. It was awful. That That is terrible. You don't do that. But in the interest of expanding the brand, we're all going to take a bow, and Stephanie's going to be at the center of it as if she had anything to effing do with the women's movement. The, the women's movement, by the way, was something that the fans started organically on the Internet, on Twitter, by giving hashtag give a divas a chance. That's how it happened. Not because of Stephanie McMahon. Now, she had a role in probably helping talent, of course, you know, with their promos or helping with creative on, on some level. But if Stephanie McMahon is going to ever take credit as if symbolically she did at that pay-per-view, again, it's, it's, it's sickening. She had nothing to do with that, that movement. That was an organic movement that came out of people's frustrations with WWE's treatment of women. Uh, okay, lastly and definitely very least, I left her name off the division because she needs to go. And I'm talking about none other than Rhonda. Wait, didn't she just say this, DJ? Say it with me, folks. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Yeah, I got you there. Same bitch you didn't think I'd sing. Uh, this is DJ Kuzmo signing off. And yes, your voicemail. Okay, so DJ, yeah, look, I, again, I don't think she's going anywhere. I really don't. I'm sorry, DJ. I think she's here to stay, and in fact, she's going to win the belt. Sorry. <laughs> I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong. Or I'm sorry, I hope you're right, and I hope I'm wrong. I want you to be right. I just I feel like they wouldn't bring Ronda back, lose at Mania, and then lose in an I Quit match. You're going to bring in their MMA performer. They're going to call her the baddest woman on the planet, and then also have her at the same time say I quit. 
think about that. They're not going to do that. And I don't think Ronda would agree to that. Okay. Let's see here. Let's get to, let's get to two. Let's see here. Charlie F from Wisconsin. This is to Dennis McGinley. Oh, here we go. Boy, Dennis, you are stirring up some crap on this show. I got to say you're, you're uh, you, you wanted a bee's nest. Here they come. You overrated tater nut. <laughs> where do you guys come up with this stuff? This is like, where, <laughs> where do you guys come up with these terms? Okay. Last week you called for a street fight open challenge with the great, uh, with uh, the great of Wisconsin. I accept your challenge. Name the time and the place, and it shall take place, and I'll see you there. Hope everyone has a great week. Always remember to keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Are you kidding me, Charlie? We, we don't say that, that kind of just blasphemy on this show. I'm sorry. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't say that kind of blasphemy on this show. We don't, we don't tell people to keep their feet on the ground and reach for the stars. Are we in a Saturday morning special here? Are you going to tell me the more we, the more you know? Are you going to do like a some some kind of uh, I don't know children's children's uh, message? Like what what are we going to do? Story time next? <laughs> Come on, Charlie! I really hope you're just trying to just get the rise out of me. But uh, the the challenge has been laid down to Mister Dennis McGinley again. I mean, it's going to be a handicap match at this point, Dennis. You you you've got yourself in trouble. You wanted you 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 poke the bear and now you got uh you got a family of bears. All right. Let's see here. Let's go to Jim from PA. He writes and says, I have a couple of ideas for the upcoming PLEs, the plus, involving Roman Reigns, number one contender, uh, not counting backlash, but at June's it will be him versus Drew. With the match ending in a, a DQ or countout, that will set up July's Roman and Drew 2 with the match ending the same way. Then SummerSlam inside Hell in a Cell, Drew will win the Universal title because the USA Network will get upset that they don't have a title on their network. And that's when you will see the Money in the Bank winner Cody Rhodes cash in and, and win the WWE title. My final idea on Roman's turn is he... Okay, well, before we get to that... Um, it's possible. I mean, here's the thing though. Isn't, I think the hell in a cell pay-per-view is close. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, they moved up the hell in a cell pay-per-view to like early summer, didn't they? So hell in a cell wouldn't take place at SummerSlam. It's, it's, it's sadly its own pay-per-view, its own premium live event. So I don't hate it. And I think that they are going to get to Drew and Roman very soon. I mean, they teased it this past week with Drew finally mentioning the bloodline and then uh, having Roman or, or Sami Zayn snitch to Roman on Drew about what he said and saying everybody better take their uh, put some respect on their name and get their names out of their mouth, all that stuff. And so it's coming. And Roman and Drew have been working house shows and live events for many, many weeks now, I think, in preparation for their long term feud that's going to go on at least for a few months. And it could culminate at SummerSlam. You're absolutely right. I think it could, too. But Cody Rhodes getting the money in the bank. I'd like it. I like it. Uh, so my final idea on Roman's run is he goes until the event in London, then loses to Gunther. Anybody that says Gunther, you're immediately banned from the show. I called or a couple of weeks ago. Someone had emailed about who from the main roster will appear on NXT. I think it will be the Usos to help their brother solo Sikoa. And finally, has Mimi ever thought about doing an AEW mailbag? So sorry to make it shorter than long. Uh, so sorry it's so long, 
make it shorter next week. You don't have to make it. Short. I mean, that, that was definitely manageable there, Jim. No problem there. You that really wasn't bad. So, no problem. Um, yeah, I don't know if she's ever thought about that. You know, I uh, I don't know. Why don't you tweet at her? Why don't you? It's her show. I know that I she's under the WWE Podcast Network, but she has her own show. She does an excellent job. Why don't you tweet at Mimi? Everybody, if you want an AEW mailbag, maybe she can incorporate it on her weekly wrap-up that she does now on Saturdays or Sundays. Sometimes It's one of the weekend days she gets to it. Maybe she can make that part of the weekly wrap-up. I don't think she'll be able to do a separate show. She's as busy as I am. But if you want her to incorporate it in the weekly wrap-up slash mailbag, then tweet at her. If you want her Twitter handle, let me make sure I get this correct. Uh, it is... Exactly what you'd expect at Mimi Burris at M I M I Burris B U R R I S. So there you go. If you want Mimi to do an AEW mailbag, then absolutely have her uh, tweet at her and say we we demand say we demand an AEW mailbag. That's usually the best way to get something from somebody is just demand it. Right? I'm being a bit facetious. Okay, uh, let's see here. We are going to go to I'm going to go and take a look here. I just lost my spot. Uh Jim was oh we just did Jim Wes. Let's see what Wes has to say. I hope the listeners are well. You and the listeners are well. Would you like to see uh would who would you like to see join Edge and Damian Priest in the Judgment Day faction? I'd like to see Demon Finn Balor join them. Besides being a good fit, I think it would make him relevant again and halt the downward trajectory he seems to be on at the moment. I think Rhea Ripley would also be a good addition. Yeah, look, well, thank you, Wes, and I'm glad you brought this up. You know, my initial reaction to Finn Balor joining this group is mixed because while Finn Balor is a bigger big star, he's excellent in the ring. He's excellent on the microphone. People forget how good he is on the mic. People know how good he is in the ring, but WWE has taken away you know, one of his one of the big tools he has in his tool bag, which is his promo ability. And I think people forget that. Now it's a big star and it would help grow that that um grow that brand or grow that 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 group. That'd be great. But here's the the only issue I have with it is this. Edge is at the stage of his career where he's clearly he wanted to do something different. He wanted to show a different side of him. He allowed fans for a couple of years to to get out their cheers for him, see the see the edge they all wanted to see. You know, hear this entrance music, which I think Edge has one of the best entrance music of all time in terms of his babyface music. But the purpose that he's in now is the give backstage of the help build the next generation of star uh, uh, face. And while Damian Priest is no spring chicken, I know he's not young. He's pushing forty. He's still a young star in terms of being on TV, not an actual age. Which, but but Damian Priest still has a, a, some good years ahead of him. Damian Priest still has a lot of good years ahead of him. And he's still, while again, Damian Priest isn't 20, he still is new in terms of WWE's eyes and WWE's fans' eyes. So if, if the point of the group is to not just show another side of edge before he calls it a career and give it his one last great heel run with the, I, I'm loving this edge character, by the way. And the other purpose, dual purpose is to help build new stars. To me, Finn Balor is already a big star, you know, I mean, could he be elevated again, but yeah, he could, but Finn is also kind of established. So if you're going to help bring in new talent, wouldn't you have somebody from NXT 
you know, come in and, and, and join this group. Now, again, I'm not opposed to it. I don't hate it. But if your goal is to help build new stars, then, you know, Finn, all you're doing is just taking an established over star and trying to get him to that next level. And do you really want him looking subordinate to Edge? You know, like, yeah, it would be something for Finn to do rather than getting the pink slip. And I would agree. I'd rather have him do that than, you know, get kicked out the door or lose every week. But I I just don't like the feeling of having Finn Balor, even in the demon, especially the demon, actually. While it would fit the darkness of the group, if he's a subordinate under edge, really? I mean, the undefeated uh, demon? Yeah, I know he lost to Roman. But outside of that, undefeated? that's the part that I struggle with. You know, this isn't some up and coming star. Like Finn Balor has been around the horn. He's been around. He actually went to NXT and came back and felt brand new to me. And and he just, yeah. So that's, um, that's the uh, issue I have, but uh, I'd love Rhea Ripley is fine. She's still kind of up and coming. I think Rhea Ripley would be a nice addition. People keep talking about that. I even had a video on that on my, uh, my, my, my TikTok that's growing quickly. Now Uh, we're, we're getting like, you know, at least one or two followers a day. I mean, I'm joking. Probably we're getting like probably 20 followers a day. Yeah, it's not bad, right? I mean, like, you know, for, for somebody that just throws up a video every now and then join us on TikTok. Uh, people, you know, of course, the Internet is just so kind with things I say. But uh, join us there at TikTok. It's at the WWE podcast, by the way. So anyway, let's let's move on. Lots of speculation. The only thing I would say about Rhea Ripley is I have a problem with females joining a male group if it can't be if men can't retaliate against the women. If she's going to go and beat down help beat down men every week and the men never retaliate because she has this mythical protective shield because she's a woman, I have a problem with that. Okay, I have a big problem with that. But if it's just her who maybe she captures the women's championship and holds it hostage, she kind of has her own set program going on, but she's also part of this group, then I'm okay with that too. I just don't want her being able to be protected by this, by her gender. Okay, I don't like that, especially in pro wrestling. A, a, you know, a fantasy environment, guys. You know, the pretend environment. I'm not advocating for domestic abuse. Okay, I have to say that every time because somebody out there is going to say I am. But uh, all right. Let's continue on here, and I don't think we have too many more emails, but let's make sure that I got everybody. I think I've got everybody here. Hold on. Somebody out there saying, me, me, me. Um, I think that's it. Wait, wait. Did I get no, Terry from Tennessee? That's an old email from April 19th. So, Terry, I, I don't think I missed you. I think I got you last week. You have April 19th. So, uh, yeah, I did. Okay. So that is it for the emails, guys. Let's jump right into the good old-fashioned uh, good old-fashioned voicemails. And uh, we got to start with our patron, Mr. DJ Kuzmo. Let's see what he's got to say. Everybody, if you're sleeping at this point, you're about to wake up. So either turn down your volume <laughs> or you're about to get startled awake. Either way, here we go. Hello! WWE Podcast World, this is DJ Kuzmo back at it again on your mailbag show, recording to you live once again on a Tuesday evening, and once again, it's that time again, folks, for the Veer Mahan Report, 
And the Veer Mahan Report tonight has been brought to you by one of the newest podcasters to hit the WWE unofficial, official, unofficial, official podcast. And that is the WTFW Podcast with our guys, Kanye Twitty and the Mean Lion as they break it down with the Trashlers, with the Fireless, and with me serving them up with the good old-fashioned Lunchable Breaks. So if you're sick and tired of some boring, boring, boring analytical wrestling shows, this is not your show because this right here, the WTFW Podcast, are filled with the trash and the fire and the Lunchable Breaks. Oh, of their hot takes of what they saw on AEW Dynamite, on Rampage, and all the shows in the WWE, NXT. Raw and SmackDown. Get on and listen to the WTFW podcast. So far, they got three episodes in the books and all have been awesome. I can't wait for episode four to see who will be on the trash list, who will be on the fire list, and of course, serving them up with the good old-fashioned lunchable breaks. Get on the WTFW podcast. Now, let's get back to the fear, my hard report. And just like every other night, Veer Mahan once again victorious in a 47 to 48 second squash match of a guy by the name of Sam Smothers, good old Sam Smothers from Knoxville, Tennessee. And once again, he hit him so hard with that golden arm, that million dollar arm clothesline. And of course, to put him in a submission hole with the camel clutch, not just once when he forced him to tap out, not just twice when he did it outside the ring. But a third time when Veer Mahan put Sam Smothers on the announce table, I thought that he was about to hit some sort of body slam or frog splash. But then when I saw that he went for that hole once again and once again strangling the life out of his opponent, Veer Mahan is 3-0. And let's see what happens next week on Monday Night Raw as he continues his undefeated streak. Now, I hope to see that eventually the creative does something in terms of getting him above these enhancement talent because sad to say outside well I would say uh, uh, Dominic Mysterio, he's a nobody. And, of course, Jeff Brooks from last week and now Sam Smothers. These are nobodies. It's time, slowly but slowly, slowly but surely, for Veer Mahan to get to, let's say, the, uh, I guess, the, the creme de la creme of the 24-7, I guess. Who knows? But I want to quickly finish up this rant here with the return of Mustafa Ali. Man, oh, man, did he cut a sweet old promo on Austin Theory. That's what I'm still going to call him Austin Theory. With that being said, folks, with that being said, I hope you all have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you next time. Well, there it is. You guys are now awake. I can guarantee that. (laughs) Whatever you're doing, you're now paying attention. If I put you to sleep the first 43 minutes, well, guess what? Uh, DJ was there to shake you awake, and here we are. So, DJ, thank you for the Veer Mahan report. I feel like I said this last week. I think I need some of that, like, uh, that that breaking news music. You know, like, uh, here, here, this is maybe what we need. That, that's what I'm thinking of. Something like that. I feel like every time you give me the Veer Mahan report, we need a little bit of a, like a, some of that generic like, news music, right? Uh, but uh, thank you for the Veer Mahan report. Yeah, and I agree that I think right now it's time for him to move into at least the main roster. Stop giving us local talent. Stop giving us literally like nobodies. Give us at least the lower card of the main roster. Give us somebody that they can feed 
uh, you know, on a weekly basis to Virmahan and get away from the local talent. I don't think they're probably done with it, maybe one or two more times, but eventually they have to get to the lower card. And then, if, like you said, work their way up slowly. Because Virmahan, we don't know exactly what he is. We know he's he's foreign. We know he's nasty. He's got He's got a good set of hair, and he's dominant. That's all we know right now. That's it. And it took him like eight years to get here. That's all. So uh, that's that's you know we need to build, and I'm cool with the slow build. That this this is not a rant on Virmahan. I think that uh, there, there could be something there, but uh, yeah, I mean as far as Mustafa's promo, you forget how good he is on the mic, right? I, I mean we all thought he was gone. We forgot where he was, and here he goes, boom, shows up, drops a good promo, babyface again, Tommaso Ciampa or just Ciampa now uh, attacks him, and then we're off to the races with those two. So thank you, DJ, and uh, as for the promo, as always, thank you. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you next week, brother. Take care, and let's continue on. Hey, it's Kyle from Baltimore. So I'm middle watching SmackDown right now, and just from watching this episode, it's almost over now. I was watching the the, the women's division. It's super uh, baby face lacking. Lack a lot of top baby faces. There's Sasha and Naomi, who you know, and there's Sasha and Naomi. Raquel Rodriguez, who's debuting next week. And that's it. They just look like, look like Zia Lee. It's going to be a heel after she finally came back after disappearing. Aaliyah doesn't mean anything. But they have all these heels in Charlotte and Shayna and Natalia who don't mean anything. And I guess also Ronda has a baby face as well. I guess my point is that it's just lacking credibility lacking big time baby faces for Charlotte to face. But even if Ron is, I think Ron's gonna win it's gonna win the championship, so probably but it seems like to me it's just a lot of less baby faces, a lot of heels in the women's division, at least on SmackDown. They look over at Raw, so that Becky's gonna come back on Raw on Monday, so hear from her, kinda of shocked about that, that they'll wait a little bit longer. And there's you know, Bianca's baby face, and then there's all these heels and and Sonya and and Rhea and Becky. Top three heels I could take up in my brain on Raw. So I guess my my thing is that they need something to change with the with the women, at least our SmackDown with critical baby faces. I'll give you thoughts on that. But thanks for my call. Bye. Hey Kyle. Well, they got Lacey Evans back. She's about to debut, re-debut again in this new kind of a more authentic version of herself. So she's on her way back shortly. There's your, there's another baby face for you. Um, what about Bailey? Now, I know Bailey is traditionally a heel. She left as a heel, but if she is brought back as a baby face, fans, I think, would accept it. Bailey is hanging out there. Asuka just returned to Raw. So they got some, some baby faces on the horizon here. What if Sasha Banks... And Naomi disintegrate, right? What if that team eventually breaks up, which I think they will. Sasha's instantly a babyface. Naomi's instantly a babyface. You know, so they, they've got some players. They've got some players. And I think they certainly don't need Ronda Rousey. There. I've said it the 14th time for this episode. So thanks, Kyle. Let's continue. Hello, everyone. It's your former and next European champion, Alex, the French guy. You guessed it. I wanted to address some guys this week uh, and not just send uh, like a uh, message. First, I will just remind you that at WWE Backlash, not WrestleMania Backlash, that's not the real name with me, I will 
get my hand on my precious and on my European championship uh, against the Pebble at the end of this this month. But uh, that's just a given. So I'm not going to address the Pebble as I did formerly. So uh, because there's a lot of people, like uh, especially two people who addressed that um, stolen gimmicks like the Pebble is no original, no original, no inspiration, just copy and paste some gimmick that is uh, pathetic of the Pebble. And yes, maybe you guessed who I'm talking about. I'm talking about you, Detroit Cal. Genesis, I don't want to fight you. I just wanted to say that I agree with the point that you're making with a lot of dumb nuts. Of course, I'm talking about you, Mr. McGingley. I I don't even have to pronounce the name. But I agree with you on this one. Uh, I would gladly challenge you, but for, for the moment, I agree on your take against an original character like Dennis or the Mr. The Pebble, which I can't find anyway. With that out of the way, uh, yes, I just wanted to address that at the end of the month, I'm going to re-have my championship and uh, be the, the champion that you deserve, that I am truly. With that out of the way, I just wanted to say also, uh, not against you, Matt, but with you uh, on a a more serious, quote-unquote, serious note. I I like your After Dark podcast. It really reminds me of a podcast in French, in France, uh, which was uh, a lot alike about uh, our stories, like spicy stuff, uh, and very good, like, sharing with, uh, with the boys and everything. That that uh, show was very, very there was a banger in France. It was really successful, and it really reminds me of that. And I just can't wait for the mailbag of this show. I I know it's not. No, you got cut off. You got three minutes. You just missed it, Mr. French guy, Alex the French guy. You just missed that cutoff. I'm glad you're enjoying After Dark. I am planning on dropping another episode in the next day or two. And uh, it'll be more of the same. I maybe I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys want to hear spring break stories every single time. So I don't know if I'll change it up and, and do other stuff and just uh, whatever the hell I feel like at the time. Right. Um, I, I you know, it's, it's just such a I got to say it's weird, you know, cussing with you guys, because for so many years I've had to just do PG and to just give you guys an insight into things that have happened to me in my life, especially in spring break and throughout my life and. My God, um, you know, I, you know what maybe I'll do? Here's, here's, a, um, here's something I'm going to do that's just crazy, right? How about this? I'm going to give you a topic. I just thought of the topic for the next episode. So here is the next After Dark episode. And I'm going to say this in the most PG way that I can in case family and friends are listening. And uh, let's just say I'm going to give you guys a hilarious story about my... Um, my first time, yeah, with, you know, you get the rest. You, I think you got it. It's hilarious, uh, it, it, at least to me. And um, I can't believe I didn't think about this. So there it is. The next episode on After Dark, the After Dark WWE podcast, which is only available right now on Patreon. 
and on my website. So if you want to hear After Dark, there's already two episodes. I'm going to be dropping the third one in the next uh, day or two. Head on over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast and get yourself. It's it's you can get it for a dollar. The After Dark uh, is also available in the dollar tier as well as on our website. Go VIP on our website and you can get the um, that uh, After Dark show. And uh, my next one will be my my very first. Let me just leave it at that. It's going to be crazy. It's just nuts. It's, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. It's uncomfortable, but it's also um, it kind of it takes the chains off. I can just like kind of just say whatever. And this one, this one's going to be fun. Good Lord. I haven't thought about it in a while. So anyway. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Alex. French guy. And, and, you know, I got to say, you guys are going wild here. How did you decide who lost the championship? Like, did this take place in WWE 2K22? Like how I'm not sure how the how you guys are changing belts here. I'm not sure what's happening. But uh, anyway, uh, thanks, guys. Thank you for the uh, feedback. And uh, let's get to the next voicemail here. Hey, Matt, what's going on? Strong Hawk from New Jersey, one of your patrons. Um, first, I haven't been on, so I do apologize. Uh, work's been like pain in the ass. But as always, hope all is well. Um, I was thinking like maybe you could do like a um, request. I was thinking maybe being on for one of the after dark shows for like like say like around like end of may ish like the week like 27th which is a friday i was wondering if i could maybe come on by and do that with you because i've always wanted to like really let out my feelings on the um the product on the topic wherever the topic is and i thought i'd bring up something else like so Basically, Seth Rollins should, like, be babyface. Like, it depends on what they store when they do. And also hearing about Xylee maybe being here, I'm not sure. Like, she's still, like, new to the brand, new, new to the company. It all depends what they do, how they give her push, and what approach they will do for the product itself. Thing is, they have these new faces like Gunther, Zaylee, Raquel, and Butch. Obviously, I know that Pete Boone, because I've seen him in NXT UK. But yeah, hopefully, they can try something new and see what happens. But yeah, thanks for having, thanks for letting me put in this voice now. As always, take care. God bless. Hey, buddy. Well, thanks for the comments. And I haven't thought about bringing somebody on for After Dark. I really haven't. Uh, you know, if, if you want to focus on the product, you know, maybe we can squeeze something out. It, my After Dark shows are, you know, 20, 30 minutes. So that's probably the time length that we would go. Uh, shoot me an email at um, my you can do my real WWE podcast at gmail.com or you can do mailbag at wbpodcast.com, either one. Shoot me an email. Maybe we can work something out for a, uh, a guest on the uh uncensored unfiltered after dark show but uh cool idea and all right thanks for the comments and uh take care hope all's well with you as well and i will uh talk to you soon let's keep it rolling hello everyone this is memphis mark calling from mullet manor uh actually not too bad of a uh, complaint this week uh raw i actually thought was constructed and 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 what I mean by that, to do a show, you have to, you know, construct a whole show. You have to uh, 
introduce your characters, your storylines, your plots, and it, they haven't been doing that very well. And I believe this past Monday was one of the better ones that I can think of, I'd say, in the last five or six weeks. So that's pretty much my, uh, yeah, if I can rant and say bad things about you, oh gosh, I should be able to say good things about you. But I didn't know if a lot of people actually understood uh, the lineage of uh, Randy Orton. You know, you have his grandfather, uh, Bob Sr., then there was uh, Bob Jr., then there was Randy, and uh, uh, and then there was also an uncle in there, Barry. And uh, they all, like uh, the big O, uh, the grandfather, you know, he teamed with uh, uh, Eddie Graham in the Florida area and was really big back in the day, and then uh, here comes uh, Cowboy Bob Orton, which was, to me, was most famous for having a cast on for like uh, nine years. Uh, but, you know, he, they both wrestled in the AWA, the NWA, and then the version of the NWA, you know, that ended up becoming pretty much the WWF. Uh, so, I mean, uh, and Bob, uh, Bob Orton Jr., Cowboy Bob, he was great. He was Piper's bodyguard, I believe, in 83, 84, somewhere. No, I think it was 84, 85. Um, uh, you had, uh, uh, he was in, uh, WCW, uh, in the early part of the 80s and was, uh, had a big, uh, you know, bunch of big fights with, uh, Dick Slater and Race and, uh, Har- or, you know, Harley Race and Ric Flair. So, really good. Uh, so he did great. Of course, everybody knows Randy's achievements. Uh, the Uncle Barry, uh, he wrestled under the mask as a Zodiac for a long time and he wrestled in several of the organizations. Uh, but, uh, he ended up having a DUI and, and, and uh, a female that was in the car with him passed and it pretty much got him kicked out of the WWF. So that's the reason you never heard of him. Uh, but Randy, of course, you know, we're all lucky to have somebody like that. That's a generational talent. Uh, but his father was involved with uh, Mr. T and Hulk Hogan and, you know, back in some, if you get a chance, go back and look. Snor- uh, Snooker, Orndorff, any of them. Just go back and watch Cowboy Bob. Uh, anyway, guys, hope everyone's having a great day. And, uh, remember to, of course, spay and neuter and, uh, I'm out. Gotta love it. I, thank you, Memphis Mark. Hope, hope all is well over there at Mullet Manor and, this is such it really it's so great to hear about these things that i had no idea regarding and i say this every week because you give us a history lesson that i you know 95 percent of us have no clue about which is great and cowboy bob orton i think we all knew uh obviously randy but as far as his uncle that i had no clue and i'm guessing that most of us listening had no clue about randy orton's uncle but given the story you told us about the DUI and the girl that he was with in the car died, yeah, I mean, that makes total sense that they would just kind of erase that entire thing uh, that, it, you know, from Orton's legacy, no pun intended. But, um, yeah, we are all lucky to have Randy Orton right now. And, you know, before I talk about Randy, I do want to say when you talk about Raw and how we, it was structured well, I, I agree. I mean, I, I came on Raw and I said this was the best Monday Night Raw I've seen in months. Not just, I mean, you said five weeks. For me, it was months. I mean, that was such a good Monday Night Raw. I gave it like an A minus. It was great, um, and it felt like a true Raw after WrestleMania. Uh, but you know, we forget as fans how difficult it is to produce a quality show that's three hours every week. I mean, we we just take it for granted. I just have this and that. It's easy. You just throw this. And that. It's not. Three hours is a bear. I mean, I do not envy the creative. I do not envy the production team. Nobody. 
That's a long ass show to have to put together to do a, a, a quality show that holds your attention the entire time. And hey, the stars align every once in a while, and it did on Monday night. And I, you know, I it, I don't expect the same quality of show next week just because that's just the trend. But it was certainly a really good show that I think we can hang our hat on from last week. So thank you, Memphis Mark, and I hope all is well on your end. And I'll talk to you next week. Let's keep rolling, baby. Hey, man, how you doing? This is Justin from Maryland. Just wanted to get my thoughts on a couple of topics that's been going on. So first, um, it looks like that they're setting up Roman versus Drew. Um, I don't know if you saw, but we got another spoiler for the SmackDown tapings. Apparently, there's going to be a brawl between Roman and Drew at the end of SmackDown coming up. So it looks like we're getting that few. I don't know what happened to Shinsuke. I actually didn't see that he was one of the lumberjacks in that match with Drew and uh, Sammy, and that's actually sad because what was the point of him coming out in the rut Roman, and then they don't even go anywhere with that. So it looks like that they're going with, I guess, Drew and Roman. I think they'll probably wait until Money in the Bank because it's two weeks left. I think that they'll probably have the uh, unification tag title match headline the uh, backlash show. So they'll probably move that to uh, Money in the Bank, and uh, that'll be interesting. I don't think Drew will win, um, so I guess we'll see where that goes. Next, um, Oscar returning was definitely nice. Uh, first few with Becky's going to be good. Um, so I guess that means that Bailey's going to SmackDown whenever that helps. Uh, Oscar definitely going to help the women's division. Definitely looking to see her feuding with uh, Becky and uh, Rhea Ripley, Bianca, of course. And where's Alexa Bliss? I feel like she's going to come back hopefully soon, and then, you know, they can have a feud as well. So um, the Ali return, that was cool, too. Um, I thought that they were going to set him up to face Theory, but it looks like Champa's going to be his first feud. Maybe they're trying to set up some sort of multi-man match at Backlash or, or the next or something because the Miz, um, you know, Theory and then those two. But that's definitely good that he came back. Um, he's definitely a good worker and a good talker, so that's good to see. Finally, I want to talk about Finn Balor. It sucks that he lost again, and I was disappointed to not see AJ Styles show up. I guess they're trying to sell that arm injury, but I want to see AJ Styles, you know, uh, attack Edge or help Finn Balor or something. Hopefully, hopefully this test up Finn. They'll have a tag match between AJ and Finn against Edge and Damian Priest after Backlash. So that should be cool. But it's just sad that Finn keeps losing, you know. He's a good talent. Hopefully either he joins um, Edge or he fights against Edge. So, um, yeah, I think that's it, man. Um, RKOs were cool. It was kind of predictable, but it's always good to see. So, yeah, that's it, man. Just one. Hey, Justin. So, yeah, I know you're not the closer tonight. You actually had a few people ahead or behind you. Normally, you are the closer because you usually send in the voicemail last. This week, I have to say, you are not the closer, but uh, that's okay. That's okay. We're, we're changing things up. We are on the back nine of our voicemails here. We're almost done, but uh, okay. Let's uh, talk about a few things that you talked about. As far as what happened to Shinsuke, who the hell knows? I, I mean, I know the answer. The answer is 
They had nothing to fill the TV time for someone to come out. They had no idea who to come out to to face Roman in that segment a couple of weeks ago. And Shinsuke was kind of fell in their lap after Boogs got injured. And they're like, oh, Shinsuke's available. Let's do it. And then it went nowhere. I think he was just a stand in. And they're not going to they're going to pretend it didn't happen. They didn't they didn't do any preview or reviews of it or replays of it this week. It's as if it didn't exist or happen. So I'll be shocked if they bring it back up. He was just a fill in for the week. They had no plans and they don't they won't. And it's going to be Roman and Drew, I think, now for the next three months. But like you said, I think their first encounter is not going to be at Backlash. It's going to be at Money in the Bank and or Hell in a Cell, then SummerSlam. You know, definitely, definitely. Yes. Where's Alexa? Yeah, who the hell knows either? Maybe maybe she's back in therapy. Maybe she's back at her playground. I don't know. Who? I mean, she must be so frustrated from a creative standpoint. They bring her back. She goes away. She comes back and she sits backstage for five months and does her spins her riddles and rhymes and has her dolls winking and like. Can we get her in the effing ring? Isn't that what she who she is? She's a professional wrestler, right? Am I wrong on that? No. Yeah. Why don't we have her actually wrestle? That'd be great. You know, do what she was actually hired to do. So, you know, that'd be really nice. It's getting absolutely absurd. And I'm not mad at Lexi Kaufman. I'm at Alexa Bliss. I'm angry with creative. I'm, I'm, I'm just perplexed that they don't have anything for her. But, yeah, I mean, Bailey definitely is going to SmackDown. I'm with you. If we had Asuka come to Raw, Bailey definitely going to SmackDown. Uh, as far as I like your uh, as uh, AJ and Finn Balor teaming up proposal i can't believe i didn't think of it before as always you bring things to the forefront that are obvious that i don't think of because you're smarter than i am and that's uh aj and finn teaming up now many people just speculate and i talked about it at the beginning of the show that finn's going to join this judgment day group and he may ultimately still do that but in the interim it's going to be fun to see aj and finn go against edge and damian priest now that's not a match that's advertised or that's going to happen yet Uh, at least imminently, but it's certainly one, as you said, Justin, that's probably going to be coming in the next couple of uh, weeks or months, rather, probably after the pay-per-view. So uh, anyway, premium live event. Let's see. God, I won't get used to that. So anyway, thank you, Justin. Good points as always. Let's continue on. Hey, Matt, this is Robert from WWE Ringside Podcast, and I just have a couple of points that I want to try and uh, talk about. Um, First one is Veer Mahan. Uh, I feel like he's the last year's Omos or this year's Omos. I want to say it. Um, they're making him very powerful. Um, Thirty-second squash matches, and I don't think he's been knocked on his feet yet in either any of his his matches yet. Um, do you think that they are, are going to book themselves into a corner, kind of like they did with Omos, um, just making him too powerful that he can't be stopped? Um, I think that he, he needs to be beaten at some point, um, before a year goes, like they with Omos. Um, the next point I wanted to talk about was the ranking system that, um, was rumored, uh, this week that WWE is going to release. And... I, I'm excited for the ranking system. I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on the ranking system and how you think it's going to change uh, the competition that WWE produces or makes. I feel like they're not going to do 50-50 booking as much, so it could be really good 
for quality matches. Um, just want to kind of get your thoughts on the ranking system as well. And the last one is, um, do you think we're going to get Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns in the near future? Um, one way that I could see it going is here at Backlash when the Usos beat RK-Bro. We're all expecting the Riddle turn or Orton turn at that point or around that point. But what if they stay together and Orton is upset that the Usos took their title, so he goes after the head of the table, Roman Reigns, and Orton is jealous that he didn't get the shot, so he screws Randy when Randy faces against Roman, and then we get the Riddle versus Orton match then. Um, so I just want to kind of get your thoughts on those three things. And, yeah, have a good one. Hey, Robert, from the WWE Ringside Podcast. I like the name. It sounds familiar. But uh, uh, anyway, thank you, buddy. And so a few points here. You had a, a few questions regarding uh, ranking system, Orton, and Virmahan. So do I think that he is this year's Vir- – do I think Virmahan is this year's Omas? Yes and no. So the thing is, they usually have a monster heel somewhere. Every year they seem to have a monster heel where they're just doing the typical formulaic wrestling 101 logic of bringing in somebody big and having them squash, 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 maybe for months on end. They did it with Braun Strowman, and they're doing it now with Vermahan. It's not a bad formula. It's a a proven formula. But if you're worried that they're going to book him into a corner like Omos, I'm not worried about that. Why? Omos is limited by his insane size. Vera Mahan is not seven feet. He's not 400 pounds. He's a big dude, but he's, I think, more athletic than Omos. Omos is, was doing squash matches partly because they wanted to get him over, but also partly because he's simply not ready to get in the ring and he's extremely limited because of his size. Vera Mahan, I think, has more mobility. He's a bigger guy, but he has more athleticism, which means he can work with more people and have better matches, which means they'll have more opponents lined up for him versus Omas. So that's the difference. The other thing you had a question about was the ranking system. And yeah, it's not just a rumor. I actually got a survey as many did from WWE asking, I mean, we need your opinion on things. And I'm like, okay. And there it was asking if, if they implemented a ranking system, would we like that? Will we want to see it? And I said, yes, as I'm sure many of fans also did too. And I think, I mean, they're gauging fans first. I mean, that's, they should reach out to us for how we feel about things and the ideas that they have and that, you know, not that they need to run everything by us, but, uh, you know, it's a big thing to implement. I don't, here's the thing. I'm not against it. I think it's a good idea, but given the fact that they can't ever adhere to their own rules, I have my concerns that if they put this ranking system together, that they're going to fudge it up because they're going to have... Certain wrestler X is over wrestler Y. They're ranked 13. This one's ranked 14. Yet number 14 gets the title shot. Number 13 doesn't. No one ever explains why. They can't. They can't even go a week or two without violating their own brand split rules. And now the brand split's dead quietly. Uh, so I, I just have my concerns about them following their own damn rules. I don't. I don't dislike it in theory, but either you follow it or you don't. The other thing is. Ranking systems fine, which would also inherently put to put more emphasis and more importance on wins and losses that we've been told forever don't matter in pro wrestling, but all of a sudden they would. 
they need to be very careful about the wins and losses now because what what about DQ finishes that that'll come up that'll look like an an L in the L column that'll be tallied in the loss column for a DQ that otherwise they wouldn't have thought about two they wouldn't even have given it two seconds of thought about doing a disqualification finish and all of a sudden they have to realize now wait there's more there is more weight to that decision because the person that takes the disqualification is going to have a loss, which would affect affect that person's ranking. This is a big thing to implement. This is not just a, oh, that'd be cool. Because if you're going to do a ranking system, is it going to be done by wins and losses? If it's done by wins and losses, they better look out. If it's not done by wins and losses, how are they going to rank people? Is it done by fans voting? Like, you know, you got to be careful. But uh, I don't hate it per se, but it's the execution and consistency of staying within their own rules that I have a concerns with. Uh, the last thing that you asked about was Orton versus Reigns. I don't, I don't dislike your, uh, your, your idea about RK Bro and they lose, which we all believe they're going to at Backlash. And then you have Orton go after Reigns. If Reigns is the reason that both of them lose, distraction finish, whatever, and then Orton goes after him. Yeah, I mean, then it breaks up RK Bro. I mean, you, you absolutely, you could have him do that. And the thing is, right now you have Orton in a babyface role. You have Reigns in a heel role. I think those rules are fine. It works well. They're both on opposite ends. But the problem is they're on opposite brands. So are we fully going brand split being dead? I mean, because it's already got, you know, five nails in the coffin out of seven. Are we Because you have to do that, right? You have to completely cross brands. And what do they do there? They just go, yeah, well, they're feuding. We're not going to worry about the brand split. Like So if the brand split has any integrity left, will they address that or not? But I don't hate it per se. I think that's a good program for Reigns to get into. And honestly, that's isn't that the point of him being the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion, that he can go on any brand? It opens up a whole new roster instead of just cycling through the same people on SmackDown. Now the entire roster is open to him. You know, but uh, anyway, thank you, buddy. Let's continue on with the last few voicemails here. What's up, WWE Podcast? This is Randy the Patron from Prospect, Connecticut. Usually I would write in, um, kind of on my break a little bit from work, so we're going to do an email today, give somebody else the first chance at Patreon. <laughs> anyway, so Asuka comes back. Um, you know, the funny thing is, she's actually not that bad at English. If you go and listen to her YouTubes, she does actually speak English words, but they just, for some reason in WWE, don't allow her to say them. Because they think everybody likes that, and then she says the one, no, uh, nobody's ready for Asuka. No, I kind of like uh, her to speak some more words, because I didn't understand a clue of what she said until she said, you're no ready for Asuka. So that was the only thing I understood. But I'm glad she's back. Um, the women's division, I feel like, is going to start getting better. We still have Bailey, And I know you don't watch um, NXT, Matt, because I know, obviously, you have no time. But uh, there's a lot of women in that division that could get called up that can make uh, this division a lot better. So what do you think about the future of the women's uh, division? That's a question. And uh, the Randy Orton uh, celebration thing was really cool. I enjoyed it. Um, when do you think, if anything, they would break the team up? Do you really think they would do it for like a SummerSlam? Because the way it's looking, honestly, I really think they're going to keep them together for a long time. I don't know. Um, so that's pretty much all I had today. Kind of doing it quick. Like I said, I'm on break from work. Uh, I hope everybody's doing good. Love the fact that everybody writes in every week. You know, the, the usual DJ uh, Kuzmo. And also, I love the trash segment. That It's hilarious. They, those guys are great. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. Hey, Randy. Well, I didn't see your voicemail buried in there. I would have placed you a little bit higher. 
and next to DJ here. So my apologies, but thanks Randy for calling in this week. And I did not know about Oscar knowing more English. And that's because as you said, I mean, you, you check out our YouTube channel. I didn't, I haven't. And if that's the case, you know, shame on WWE. I mean, I just ranted about Shinsuke and, and uh, Oscar not learning more English. And if it's WWE who are purposefully playing on stereotypes of them not being able to speak and no speak English and all that, which was actually really hilarious a few years ago with Shinsuke, there was more to that. I mean, they could have honestly made an entire T-shirt out of that, uh, not in today's culture, but they could have at the time. And I mean, it, it was just funny. But now you have Oscar, who apparently, as you said, and I'll take it at face value, that she speaks much better English than she's coming across as a character on TV. Shame on WWE. Shame on them. Not that I'm offended by it. Okay, I'm not offended on her behalf or something like that. I'm just shame on them for not allowing her to be maximized by just communicating with her effing audience. You know, if that's the case, then that's all on WWE. So uh, as far as let's see, you had one last question here or two, two, two questions. Future of the women's division. I'm optimistic and that's optimistic without, you know, who Ronda Rousey. I don't want her anywhere near the women's division. She's not the baddest woman on the planet anymore. What exactly makes her the baddest woman on, woman on the planet? Somebody that hasn't competed in MMA in how many years? Uh, you know, somebody that got her ass kicked in, in MMA and then just disappeared because she got her, her her tummy hurt and her feelings hurt and her ego hurt. So she just went into hibernation. You know, like what exactly make her, makes her the baddest woman on the planet? Because we're told so. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not buying that narrative anymore. I mean, if she here's the thing. As much as I rail on Ronda Rousey and how bad she is at promos and the fact that we don't need her and her arrogance about getting angry that the name women is in the women's championship, all that garbage that she spews and all the stuff she puts on social media, the disrespect she shows the business. If she was a heel, I would be singing a different tune. I think she should, they should explore her as a heel because I think there's money to be made there because she's naturally a complete narcissistic a human being and that's all so uh when will they break up rk bro i mean we all keep predicting it it's, it's like predicting the undertaker's retirement i feel like at this point i mean how many years did all of us say oh this has got to be undertaker's last year it's got undertaker's last year it's got to be the last year and it just kept going and going and going and the next thing you know it's 20 years later and it's wrestlemania 36 that he finally called it a day in a uh cinematic match with aj but uh, honestly i mean uh, I was going to say the WrestleMania backlash when they lose the belts, and I think they will lose the belts, but maybe the seeds could be slightly planted there, but I think ultimately the earliest is probably SummerSlam. Here's the thing. They don't come across a tag team like this every day. They don't come across a tag team that is and could be the main event of every single Monday Night Raw. How often does that happen? And they put these two together, not with the intent of having this happen. They probably put it in these two together with the intent of having them break up very quickly. Randy was going to turn. Boom, you get a great match out of these two and you move on. They caught lightning in a bottle accidentally. This fell into their lap. And I think that they're going to milk it for everything that, they, that it's got. And that means merchandise. And uh, until the crowd starts to turn on them, I, I think that they're going to continue. Until things start to wane and it's like, okay, it's time. I think you're looking at SummerSlam, honestly. I mean, that's the earliest now. I mean, well, I'd say the earliest is WrestleMania backlash, but that's looking less and less likely. I think the most likely landing spot is in August at uh, SummerSlam. So, all right. Thank you, Randy. Let's get to our final two voicemails and see who they are. Let's do it. Hey, Matt, it's Kyle from New York, Kyle. And so just curious, did you hear about um, 
the NXT, NXT, they're having the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament in two weeks. If you don't know, it basically it's basically a tournament they have every year for the men. It's the first time they, the first time they're doing it for the women, and basically the winner gets the title shot of their choosing. If you, have you heard that one of the women that's actually, actually going to be in it that's debuting is going to be Santino Morello's daughter? So that's interesting. Um, what else to talk about? It's, it's actually Wednesday today, the day of your mailbag, so I didn't know what to say. Um, another thing, news that came out today. Do you hear Jimmy Uso got another DUI arrest? This man has a problem. I don't think he's getting released though because he's part of the bloodline. Like if he wasn't, this is this this group is saving him. If he's if he wasn't in this faction, he would be gone already. He would have been gone like the first time it happened. This is like the fourth time it's happened, I think. I think it's happened to Jay Uso like once. To me, it's like fourth time. It's getting crazy. He's 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 gonna rehab or something. Um, I, I love Randy Orton's 20th anniversary celebration. That was fun. I I, I don't want RK Brother to, to to break up. I know you want it. I don't want RK Brother to break up. They're just so good together. Randy's the best right now. I I I just don't want them to break up. I love RK Bro. So, but. It will be fun to see if it does happen. I just don't want it to happen yet. So, yeah, I don't know what else to say. So, thanks, Zoe. I'll talk to you uh, next week. Kyle, okay, you brought something to my attention. I feel like a total, like an idiot for not realizing it. I saw footage of Jimmy Uso in a DUI, and I'm like, ah, that's probably the old footage. It was floating around, you know. Um, That... I, I was Googling it I was as I was listening to your voicemail. I'm like, holy crap, how did I miss this? Or how did I think it was some old footage from, you know, when he got his DUI again? Uh, wow. Okay, so this this is big news. And I can't believe I'm just, you know, um, just coming across this. And this is something that's, that's crazy. I mean, I, I honestly thought that it was old, old footage. I'm reading articles right now, as you would imagine. That's why I seem a bit distracted. It happened in Pensacola. Jimmy Uso gets a DUI. Oh my God. How? And yeah, this is, they, this is crazy because WWE probably wants to give this guy the pink slip. They are making him they're, he's going to make WWE look bad. They don't want this on their hands. This is how many DUIs for Jimmy Uso. Not good. Not good look for the company to continue to keep him. This tells me, this actually changes things for me in a big, big, big way. Because if they put the belts on them, what does that say to WWE? Not only do they keep him on the roster, they make him a champion. Okay. You the, the, you just like opened my eyes, Kyle, that this was something that happened recently. And that tells me that this is probably going to be a Uso loss. A- am I missing this, though? Did, is this just a story? Did the footage just get leaked from a year or two ago? And that's what people are making a big deal about? Or did the actual DUI happen and the footage was leaked, too? So I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, so Jimmy Uso, I'm, okay, I'm reading this from TMZ Sports. TMZ Sports says WWE star Jimmy Uso got so upset with an officer who arrested him 
for a DUI back in July. Okay. I straight up called the guy an, an a-hole during the stop. In the footage, you also see Uso, whose real name is Jonathan Fatu, seemed to be triggered by a comment. Officer made him. Sh- okay. So, um, yeah, th- this is clearly, clearly, clearly a um, not, not a good look. So it didn't just happen, but the footage was released. It happened on July 5th. 2021. Okay. Okay. So I made a big deal about a big deal about nothing, but it just got regurgitated. Okay. Okay. So maybe we can all take a chill pill, but uh, if you read, it's actually footage that got leaked or released from a July 5th, 2021 DUI stop in Pensacola, Florida. So there. Uh, Okay. Well, Let's continue on. Oh, the women's breakout tournament. Women get title. A woman who wins gets a title shot of their choosing. Uh, that's cool because what if it's the women's SmackDown Women's Championship or the Raw Women's Championship or maybe it is just the NXT. But I, I did not pay attention to that. You guys need to keep me up to date on this NXT stuff, and I appreciate that. But, um, yeah, good stuff. Thank you, Kyle. I, I am optimistic about the women's division as a whole. I really am. I think that there's a lot of talent that's in NXT that when they come up, like Raquel Rodriguez, who is good. Boy, boy she's a tall woman. She's a big woman. And, like, in shape, but she's a big girl. Like, kick my ass, let me tell you that. Uh, but, all right. Thank you, buddy. Let's continue on with the final voicemail of the night. What's up, Matt? It's Rocky T here from Houston, Texas again, a.k.a. the Houston Silver Fox, um, I just want to say thanks for the shout-out you gave me for uh, getting a Patreon account. Uh, originally, uh, my email is the Evan and Matthews Collectible Toy Collection, but when I went to my Patreon account, I changed it, and then you gave me the Houston Silver Fox shout-out, so thank you for both of that. Uh, I'm enjoying the, the Patreon the, on the website a lot. I can't wait to get into the next Premium Live event to the Discord server. Um, I just want to say that I really enjoy you and Anthony's current state of WWE podcast that y'all are doing. Uh, I really liked it a lot. And I just want to touch down real quick. Uh, I, I agree that it was a mistake unifying the belts. Um, Roman is the only person that could do double duty. Um, I wish they didn't unify them. That way it would be easy for him just to drop the WWE title to somebody on Raw and then continue the streak of having the universal title. You know, all the way until the program with Rock or whoever they're going to build up to take him down. Uh, so I just wanted to see what your opinion or your thoughts would be if anybody on the current roster, like you said, no time machine, just as of today's booking, who would you have Roman drop, like, drop the title to? I mean, let's say, God, you know, God forbid, you know, everything, Roman, you know, has to take a leave of absence again because of his leukemia issue. Who would they drop the titles to? You know, the unified titles to. Uh, you know, top of my head, I, Rollins could do double duty. You know, of course, um, yes, it's a short list. But besides Rollins, who else would you have take Roman's place if you know? God, I said, God forbid, something else would have to happen. And uh, just thanks for telling me about your collection, about Universal title. You got the red one. Um, I'm thinking about getting the miniature of the blue one, but haven't decided. And also, uh, a little shout out to, uh, Detroit Kyle. I think I might take up his offer about that promo versus promo in Discord server this month. So, um, 
you know, let me practice some promos and think about it. But uh, I hope I got the voice on in time this week. Uh, it's after dinner time, and it's Wednesday night, so hopefully you get it. All right? Thanks. Hey, Rocky from Houston, Texas. I'm glad you joined us on uh, Patreon, buddy. And I uh, hope you enjoy your experience. Enjoy all the ad-free stuff, right? Nothing to bother you. Nothing to nothing to cramp your style, right? No having to skip through or sigh that, oh, my God, another ad is here because you get everything ad-free for a buck. Not bad. But, uh, hey, let's, uh, let's jump into your questions. And I'm glad. Well, first of all, I'm glad you enjoy our current state of WWE podcast. We're probably going to continue that for a little while. We did What If for a while. And then we're like, we, we have so much to talk about that's relevant, that's current. Let's talk about the current product right now because everybody's watching the current product. That's what's on their minds. Therefore, it's been it's been successful, no doubt about it. So um, thank you for that. Now, as far as today's booking, who would I have Roman drop the bell to if there's no time machine? Everything is as is right now. Ro- okay, well, first of all, Rollins. I mean, you just said it. Uh, Seth Rollins, how he has not become champion over the last year is a somebody needs to be brought up on charges. Somebody needs, I mean, someone's going to jail for this. I mean, it's an absolute crime. But the other person would be Drew McIntyre. I know it's not an interesting choice, but it'd be the right choice. Drew McIntyre and or Seth Rollins. That's it. That's it. Like you said, it's a short list. And those are the two on that short list for me. Name another person that's worthy of that. That you could say, oh my God, okay, after this historic run, that is definitely worth it. That person deserves it. That's really, that's believable. There's really Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. That's it. So... Uh, anyway, glad you called in. I hope you're all doing well, too, down there in uh, good old Texas. And uh, continue with your collection. Let me know what else. What, let me know what other stuff you get. If you get another belt, you get another action figure. I'm curious to see what you guys all got out there. Um, and, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff. I just, hey, I, I'm, I, I can't be spending frivolous cash. For I mean, I don't say frivolous. I mean, in a way that's like a, I've got, you know, kids and wife and house and I'm, you know, all that kind of stuff, and it's hard for me to splurge. But uh, when I do, I mean, I will say my victory over the last uh, week actually was getting a PlayStation 5. After two years of it being out, nearly two years, I think it dropped in November of 2020, I finally got a PlayStation 5. So yay for me. <laughs> I, I hear the applause. And everybody calm down, not all at once. And I also I did get the uh, PS5 version of uh, WWE 2K22. It's awesome, I got to say. Like 2K22 is a very good wrestling game, video game, no doubt about it. If you if you don't have 2K22, if you have a PlayStation 4 and you don't have 2K22 and you're a wrestling fan, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? I mean, let's let's take it a level higher. I mean, you need to think about your your life at this point. So, all right. Well, thanks, Rocky. I appreciate it. Thanks to everybody who called in this week. A lot of voicemails this week, a lot of emails, and I do appreciate everybody's uh, support. We're running on an hour and a half here, and I, you know, that's uh, that's about right. So, everybody, thanks so much again. If you want to go ad free, go to Apple Podcasts. We've got an ad free experience right there, or you can do ninety nine cents a month or nine dollars and ninety nine cents for the whole year. That's two months for free. You can go to our website and join us on uh, go VIP there at wwepodcast.com. Everything ad free plus video plus the after dark show that I'll be dropping tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow, as well as uh, joining us on patreon.com slash WWE podcast for ad free and give us a five star rating anywhere that you can. It does help out the show. So thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. I'm sorry again that this is late. I will try to be more consistent, but the mailbag is by far the most 
<laughs> by far, and I mean this with love, I really do, I seriously do, is it's the most manual labor intensive show that I do uh, because of stitching all the audio together, downloading the voicemails, putting them together, you know, uh, responding to them. Like it, it's, a, it's a lot. It's just a fact. This, I'm not complaining, but uh, that's why it was late and I was absolutely just completely burned out yesterday. So anyway, uh, I will be back on Sunday with a weekend review. And then uh, don't forget, next week is Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan for the mailbag, for the emails. Anyway, I'll be still doing the voicemails. All right, everybody, thanks so much for listening. As always, take care. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEPodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to Patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.